0: Okay, so now we are starting Chapter 8. And Chapter 8 begins to with an example to tremendously emphasize this idea of what we mean that something forbidden is tied to evil, as we discussed in Chapter 7. And the Rebbe says, if you ate a food that was forbidden, completely unwittingly, it was an accident, you thought it was kosher, and you ate it really to serve God, You wanted to have energy to pray, to study, and you did that. You ate the food, and then you prayed or studied. You burnt all the calories on doing something godly. It doesn't make a difference. That food is tied to evil, and even though you used its energy to pray or to study, it didn't shift. It's tied to evil. That's what we mean by forbidden, tied to evil, something forbidden biblically something. The rabbis forbade. They're tied to evil. You can't shift them. And that's why the desire to do forbidden things is called a non-Jewish temptation. A non-Jewish force of evil. Because it shouldn't even be in the gamut of a Jew's temptations. Your body is from this admixture of good and evil. Your animal soul is from this admixture, which means things that are not godly but not forbidden. So how could it even be that a Jew strives and lusts after things that are forbidden? Where does he even come to this from? A Jewry temptation is indulging in the permissible. It's permissible, and my job as a Jew is to raise it to godly, and if I just indulge in it, I'm lowering it to evil. And that's my realm of temptation. The things forbidden? What does it even have to do with my world? It's only because so many times I have brought my animal soul and my physical energies into the realm of absolute evil through indulging in Jewish temptations that I get connected to the not-Jewish ones as well. And now my temptations, my lusts, are for things that are completely forbidden. has even indulged in the permissible, which means temporarily the energy is in the realm of absolute evil. And he is going to repent, do it right the next time, go through the process of remorse and confession and resolution never to do it again, and he tested and he passed the test, but still, the fact that at a certain point his body and the food in his body was under the realm of absolute evil still leaves an impression on him. And that's why there's after-death purgings for the body and for the soul, for the evil clinging to it, for the time it was temporarily under the realm of absolute evil. And that's just the normal range of the human experience that, in the permissible, we for sure allow ourselves to run after our desires and the the price we pay the repercussion for even doing something like that